Hey, I'm Brian Brister, a worship leader, certified health coach, and fashion photographer. Welcome to the Brian Brister Experience Podcast. I'll be sharing with you from a myriad of topics that I gather from suggestions I receive on my social media accounts or in conversation with friends. I'll also interview cool people doing cool things in the world, probably while drinking coffee, definitely while drinking water. Thanks for joining. Wow. It has been over five months since I've sat and reported. It wasn't even intentional. I had some things happen in my life that I couldn't slash wasn't ready to talk about. And I had a lot of family things going on. I experienced severe anxiety and panic attacks for the first time in my life. And I didn't feel that I could add value to your life in that time. I continued to post on social media. I needed to show up in that way. I just couldn't sit here and talk. I'm still not at a point that I necessarily want to talk about all the things that happened. At some point, maybe I will. But I discovered the reason that God had moved to Nashville in October of 2022. It is currently February of 2023. And I finally feel like I can share that with you. I've shared it with my family, with a couple of my close friends, and with a few random individuals if it came up in conversation. But now it's time to share it with you. Some of my biggest supporters outside of my family. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. And I know that with recording this podcast and putting it out there, it somehow makes it more real to me. I can't turn back. Can't take it back. I can't keep hiding. And that's scary. Because the reason that God brought me to Nashville is one of the scariest things I've ever encountered. I absolutely told him he had the wrong guy when I figured out the reason. But I also knew with an unspeakable peace beyond the shadow of a doubt that it was my next step. So let's recap. For those of you who already know the beginning of this story, you can skip if you want to, or you can just listen along so that you have the full story. Because let me tell you, it's kind of crazy how we got to where we are now. So June of 2021, I am sitting in my apartment in Los Angeles, California, and God said, go to Nashville. I busted out laughing and said, I don't want to do that. He said, trust me, go to Nashville. So I thought about it and I was like, ah, I have some friends in Nashville. It's a cool city. Yeah, I'll get an Airbnb in Nashville for a month. I'll put my stuff in storage. I'll come back to LA and I'll find a new apartment and we'll keep going. God said, take your stuff and go to Nashville. <laughs> so 10 days later, I loaded up a U-Haul and moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I arrived in Nashville June 23rd of 2021 with no idea why I was here. I didn't want to be here. It's not a city I wanted to live in. They have winter. <laughs> I love California. I love Los Angeles. Legitimately the greatest place I've ever lived on planet Earth. 
And that's saying a lot because I've lived in a lot of cool places. But L.A. has been my favorite. So leaving was really hard, but I knew that it's what God was calling me to. I arrived on a Wednesday. Thursday morning, I was in my Airbnb praying and journaling, thinking about what was next, making a list of churches, well, starting to make a list of churches to visit, and God said, go to the belonging. Now, I knew of the belonging. I'd visited several times over a period of years visiting Nashville, loved the pastors, loved the worship, loved the word, loved what they were doing, had many friends who went to that church, but also knew that it wasn't a place that I would be able to be a part of the worship team at any point in the foreseeable future. That's a whole different conversation for another day, but I knew that going in. So I said, God, I don't want to go to the belonging. And he said, go to the belonging. There are things I want to teach you. I said, why would you make it so abundantly clear for years of my life that I was created to be a worship leader and to lead your people into your presence and then send me to a church where there's a 0% chance of me leading worship? And he said, are you more concerned about leading worship on a stage or becoming every facet of the person I created you to be? Yeah, God gets super direct with me when I'm being fussy. So I was like, well, when you put it like that. So I went to the belonging. I've never even visited another church in Nashville. I've only gone to the belonging. That's it. Because every time I visited Nashville before living here, I went to the belonging because that's where my friends went. And since I've lived here, I've only ever gone to the belonging. I sat in those seats and I worshiped week after week, month after month, with no understanding of why I was here. I wanted to serve in some capacity. I've always served in church, and I believe that it's an integral part of being a part of the community of that church. So I wanted to serve. So I joined the photo team. It's been amazing. The people are incredible. I love taking photos. I love taking photos of church services, of what God is doing, so that that can be shown to the world. But I still didn't know why I was here. And I saw Christian artists lead worship every Sunday. Natalie Grant, Carrie Job, Cody Carnes, Danny Goki, Mia Fields, Hope Darst, the list goes on. Leading worship on a platform in Nashville. In March of 2022, I was sitting on my balcony, miserable of the fact that I am still in Nashville, having just gone through a terrible winter. It's one of the first beautiful days of spring. And I still don't know why I'm in Nashville. And I said, God, can I leave? And he said, no. I said, then what am I doing here? He said, wait, you'll see. So I continued to wait. At the end of March, a dear friend of mine sent me a screenshot of an announcement and said, are you doing this? And I said, I didn't even know that was happening. And it was an announcement that Maverick City Music was holding auditions for their choir. My first thought was, I am absolutely not doing that. And then the more that I thought about it, 
the more that I realized that I was going to go. Because since the pandemic had begun, I had spent a lot of time learning, one, what it looked like to be a worship leader without a platform, and two, continuing to grow in the fact of understanding that my calling has nothing to do with what other people say or think or believe or whether or not I currently have a platform. The fact that God has called me to be a worship leader is a calling that he placed on my life and no one else gets to determine that. So in my mind, I thought, I'm going to go audition for Mav. They're not going to pick me. And when they don't pick me, it won't defeat me. And that will prove that I finally believe it, that I have finally done the work and it is settled in my heart that this is my calling no matter what other people think. Because when they don't pick me, it won't change what I believe. And then if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that they picked me. And I joined Maverick City Gospel Choir. And I went on tour with Mav and with Kirk Franklin. And it's amazing. And I'm still a part of Mav and we're still doing things. But that led to the next step, which was I joined a group of worshipers and have been leading worship outside of the church. I've never once led worship in a church with Mav. And that's been interesting because previously I've only led worship in church. And currently I'm only leading worship outside of church. (laughs) So that's been interesting. In October of 2022, Mav was asked to perform at the Dove Awards. We were also nominated for a number of Dove Awards. And that was an incredible opportunity to be a part of the choir and sing at the Dove Awards. It was something that I never imagined. It was truly one of the greatest nights of my life. Even if what I'm about to tell you had not happened. But because it did, it's a night that I'll never forget for as long as I live. I remember standing in that room whenever Phil Wickham won a dove. And he walked on stage and he said, I've been leading worship since I was 12 years old. And I immediately thought, ah. I've been leading worship since I was 12 years old. And then I went, wait, Phil Wickham's a worship leader? Phil Wickham's a Christian artist. Oh, Phil Wickham's a worship leader. Don't get me wrong. I understand how trivial that distinguishing is, but it was big in my head. I've always seen Phil as a Christian artist and never considered him as a worship leader. And so in that moment, I went, oh, Yeah, of course he's a worship leader. Huh. Anyways, he continues his speech and says, and I continue to lead worship on stages around the world because of people like you. It was just an incredible moment of seeing him win this award for leading worship. So fast forward, Mav is actually closing out the show that night. So we're backstage getting ready. And we're standing there, and there's CeCe Winans and Matt Marr, Taya from Hillsong, so many others that I could name. But I remember just standing there 
And I immediately thought of the scripture in Ephesians 3 that says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And I thought, I am living exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. Because I never knew to imagine a world where I would be able to sing at the Dove Awards. I never knew to imagine a world where I would stand backstage and C.C. Winans would hug me. Those aren't thoughts that I had. Those aren't dreams. Those aren't bucket list items. Because I didn't know that world was possible for me. So I thought about that scripture and was like, I am living exceedingly abundantly more. And at that moment, God said, and yet there is still more. Because you will walk on that stage as an artist yourself. And I panicked. (laughs) Not even gonna lie. Scared the crap out of me. What? No. Absolutely not. Do you know me, God? I'm just a worship leader. I just sing at church. And then it hit me. He brought me to Nashville to go to the belonging so that every week I am led in worship by Christian artists. And then I join Mav, where I lead worship only outside of the church, to be asked to sing at the Dove Awards, where I hear Phil Wickham say that he's been leading worship from the age of 12, same as me. And then it clicks in my head that he's a worship leader and a Christian artist. So that when I'm standing backstage a couple hours later, God can tell me that that's my next step. You may say, that's, that's a lot of stuff and a lot of time to just tell you to become an artist. Yeah, it is. But also God knew that I wouldn't listen if he just told me sitting in my apartment in L.A. to become a Christian artist. One, because I would assume it wasn't him. Because it's never even been on my radar as a possibility. Because I've only ever considered myself a worship leader. And I never knew that worship leaders could be Christian artists and Christian artists could be worship leaders. I understand how ridiculous that sounds. Now that I've said it to myself a couple hundred times since October, it sounds ridiculous. But that's where I was. They were two very different things in my head. And I never saw them coming together until God brought me to Nashville to attend a church where the worship leaders are Christian artists and then allowed me to join a group of Christian artists who are worship leaders (laughs) so that he could open my eyes to the possibility of what was my next step. And it's terrifying. But it was also brought into my mind and my heart with the most overwhelming peace and certainty that it was my next step, that there was never a question as to whether I was going to do something else or not. I just knew that that was it. Just as clear and certain as it was that I was leaving Los Angeles to move to Nashville completely against my wishes, 
I knew that I was becoming a Christian artist. So the next morning, I had already scheduled coffee with a friend of mine who's a songwriter in Nashville. And he was asking me about the double words, and I was telling him all the cool stuff. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to tell him this part of the story. And the moment that I got it out of what God had done, my entire body went cold. I had chills all over. And I started weeping, sitting in that coffee shop. And right now, my body's cold and I have chills on my arms and I feel the presence of God so strongly in this room. (laughs) Because I know that this is what I'm about to do. (sighs) So sharing that moment with my friend Kyle was really cool. He got to ask me a couple of questions that I wouldn't have asked myself probably and began to process the idea of what it could look like. And even though at that point I knew that it was still an obvious yes, there was fear. I mean, there's still a little bit of fear right now, but I know that it's what I'm doing. (laughs) But after I left coffee with Kyle that day, legitimately eight or nine more times that day, I just started crying thinking about that moment and remembering what God had called me to. And it's weird because I have a lot of friends who are musicians. I have a lot of friends who are artists and it's been their dream from the beginning of time. And it's all they've thought about and it's all they've worked toward. And that's not my story. Doesn't make it any less real. Doesn't make it any less valuable. It just looks different from theirs. So here's the other part. I don't play an instrument. I don't know anything about recording. I mean, I'm recording a podcast, so I guess I I know that part, but I don't know anything about mixing or mastering or I don't know anything about any of that. All I know is how to open my mouth and sing and lead people into his presence. And I know that that's probably the most valuable part of what he's called me to. But I can't help but feel incredibly insignificant and incredibly unqualified to call myself an artist. But that's where I'm headed. Since then, I've met with a couple of friends, and we have written a couple of songs. I've recorded a demo for one of them. Here's what I know. It's expensive. (laughs) (laughs) financially, it is quite an investment. And I don't have the money for that, but God does. I don't know who the musicians are. I don't know who the producer is. I don't know any of those things, but God does. What I do know is that for as long as I can remember, I have said, at the core of my being, I am black gospel. So that's me, and that's what I'm looking at, and that's what I'm writing, and that's what I want to record. So I'm asking you to pray for me as I step into this new thing. Send me all of your prayers and your thoughts and your good vibes and all the stuff, because I'm going to need it all. But also, if you know musicians, 
our producers, our songwriters, or anybody else that I'm not thinking of that I should be thinking of in this world that lean toward black gospel or who want to work in that realm, would you connect us and let us just have a conversation and see if it is God connecting us for this project, for these next steps? I don't know where it's headed, but I do know that it's what God called me to and that it's the reason that he brought me to Nashville. It took me a year and a half and a lot of tears and a lot of sadness and a freaking winter (laughs) to recognize why God had brought me to this city. I don't know if he brought me here just for me to figure it out or if he brought me here for the beginning of the projects to happen or if he brought me here for the rest of my life. I honestly hope not. But I know that he brought me here for a purpose, and I'm really, really happy to share with you that I now know what that is. Also, if you would like to financially give to this project, I would totally be down for that because it is absolutely not happening without money, but my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, so he rich, y'all. And if he wants to bless you, to bless this project, to then bless the world, you know what? I'm here for it. But that is not the point of this message. The point of this message is to share with you that I finally know why I came to Nashville. Also to ask you to pray for me and with me as I walk this out. But I also want to encourage you that if you're still in a season of waiting, if you're still trying to figure out what's next, if you're still wondering why God has called you somewhere, if you're still wondering what you are supposed to be doing on this earth and how it relates to your mission, don't give up. Keep walking. Stay close. Stay connected. Stay in community. Stay in personal conversation with God. Spend time with Him. Pray. Wait. Listen. Listen. Listen, he has so much to say, and he has such a beautiful plan, and sometimes it may take a lot of little steps and a move across the country and a church and a couple of different people and travel around the world and all the things to open your heart up enough to hear when he finally says the two sentences that forever change your life. But as long as you stay connected to him, when he does, you'll be ready. I love you guys. Whether this was your first time listening or you've been around for a while, I'd love it if you would share this episode with at least one person you think may enjoy it. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Brian Brister for a more behind the scenes look at my life. You can also send me a DM or comment on my most recent Instagram post, whatever it is, if there's a specific topic you'd like to hear me speak on, or if you have questions about something I said today. That's all for me. I'll be back next week. Until then, do good, be well. Oh, and drink some water.